What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's up? Yeah, what's up, Shamari? Uh, been an uh, interesting couple weeks in the Star Wars uh, universe. Um, plenty of things to get to. Plenty of mm-hmm. uh, news regarding um, some of the movies uh, mm-hmm. that we could be discussing, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly a lot of stuff regarding television, Disney Plus. So, um, I'm uh, I'm excited. You know, the future of Star Wars is uh, seems very volatile right now, very up in the air. A lot of things could happen. A lot of things may not happen. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of things happening. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of confirmed things. A lot of rumors. You know, a lot of good things, a lot of and more ambiguous things. Uh, you know, could be good, could be ba- could be bad, depending on on um, you know what you like, what you don't like, who you like, who you don't like. So it's a lot. Just like of, every uh, week. Yeah, it's like every week. <laughs> so, you know, new show, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we're getting a new jump, show, but very um, exciting news. So we got a lot of very cool stuff to go over with you guys. But first, uh, before we get into our official topics, I did want to bring up. Uh, something that is, I'm sure, near and dear to all of our hearts is Comic-Con. Um, so we had the official schedule for Comic-Con at home, because San Diego Comic-Con was canceled. Uh, which if you didn't know that, it, you know, I guess I'll let you now know now it is canceled. So it's not happening. But they are having a Comic-Con at home. So if you're at home, uh, if you're listening now and, you know, you don't didn't purchase a badge, you don't go to Comic-Con... You can actually participate at home. You can watch the panels that would have been at Comic-Con, exclusive to people or people going to Comic-Con. You can actually watch them at home free of charge. Um, so uh, that is something for you guys to uh, look out for. And there are some Star Wars panels go- that are going to be at Comic-Con. So I did just want to bring those up uh, for you guys as well. So uh, first, there is going to be a um a panel for the lucasfilm publishing which is always at um, new york comic-con as well i mean of course me and kendall uh look forward to that we look forward to going to that panel that panel is going to have uh timothy zahn alex segura justina ireland george mann Preeti chibber and i feel bad and i hope i didn't picture that name too bad um tom engelberger rebecca roanhorse greg pack and Alyssa wong um, it's going to be hosted by or moderated um, by Kristen Baver, who's the host of This Week in Star Wars, and Robert Simpson, who is the uh, or who is a senior um, editor uh, for Lucasfilm Publishing. So um, you know, we have a lot of names in that panel yes. that we're very familiar with. Um, uh, so that should be a, a pretty exciting panel. That? that is, and yeah, we actually have the date and time as well so that panel is going to be um noon pacific on friday um so that that panel is going to be on friday so noon pacific time for those of you on the pacific uh as we do math yeah we can we have to do the math here on the east coast yeah over on the east coast is um uh, so it'll be later on the afternoon for the east coast um but kendall you have any thoughts on that specific panel no, yeah, I mean that that's that's cool. I mean, you know, obviously we'll be covering that uh, when that uh, is finished. Um, we'll have coverage probably on our next podcast, but 
I mean, the biggest thing that you're you're expecting to hear from that is, you know, what we get out of Thrawn. You know, yep, the, Thrawn the, the man himself, Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn. I mean, we'll be Timothy Zahn wasn't at the last he one. He was not at the one that we were at. You know, you know unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I would have got his autograph, potentially, but... Uh, <laughs> I probably, probably even a long line. Yeah, it would have cost a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, pretty penny for that. Uh, maybe we could have gotten an interview. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, with Timothy Zahn, yeah, I mean that's a huge name. Um, you know, and that's that's he's gonna be kind of laying out some of the stuff about the Thrawn ascendancy, uh, the Thrawn ascendancy book. So I, I'm I'm excited. You know that that's that's the one, and there are probably some others. Obviously, you know they like to unveil certain things. They like to, um, you know, preview books that we know about, unveil certain things that we don't. You know, the last one they talked about the Viz Media Star Wars book. Is that I don't know if that's come out yet. Um, there's a lot of things that from the last time that I don't know if they've even come out. So right, yes. Um, you know, I kind of feel like this was probably supposed to come in October. But because it's probably not going to be a New York Comic Con, assuming they haven't been shut mm-hmm. down yet, uh, they decided to uh, show up here. So I mean, look, this is this should be cool. Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Um, there's also going to be a panel for the Doctor Afra uh, audiobook, uh, which is going to be narrated by a full cast. Uh, so that panel is going to feature Mark Thompson, who I've talked about previously on the show. He's fantastic. Vader and everybody, right? Basically, he can do pre- pretty much every voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing what he's able to do. Honestly, did you see the kid on TikTok that can do like every Star Wars voice? No, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'll show it to you afterwards. I, yeah, you got kid. Something I don't doubt it. Call himself Kevin Kenobi or something like that. Oh, I've seen him. You've seen him, right? I've seen him before TikTok. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, he's gotten huge on TikTok doing the Star Wars voices. Yeah, people were saying he should have been Han Solo. You remember before Solo, before they when they were doing the casting, people were like, yeah, people were saying he should have been Han Solo, like legitimately or like yeah. like a like a meme. No, I think I think people <laughs> people were give like a real actor and they heard it. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> You're gonna name him Han Solo? Is this like a meme or is it like we talking about? No, no Alden Ironwright with a bad I, choice. Should be Kevin think, Kenobi. I think people were saying he. Well, okay, hold up. Well, how old is he? This kid looks like he's about seventeen. Maybe. I mean, he could have been like anywhere from like twenty three to like. Because I, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same person. Because I, I don't. There's no way the kid's older than twenty three. Okay, well maybe, maybe that my age. Probably maybe not. maybe we're not talking about the same person. So may, I may be thinking about somebody else. There was somebody that was doing a, a fantastic old, uh, Han Solo impression. He did were, a, he did a Han Solo that, that people were he saying, did like that people were saying that people were saying get rid of Alden Ehrenreich and <laughs> and make him Han Solo. <laughs> I'm like I was like people are talking to this kid to be Han Solo. <laughs> I thought he was doing impersonations in his bathroom. You talking about Han Solo? <laughs> uh. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put put it past any community at this point online. Yeah. To start petitions and, and all that. But um. But yeah. So we have Mark Thompson at the at the um the Doctor Afra panel, which he uh, does amazing, amazing, amazing uh, uh Star Wars um you know voice character um you know impressions. Yeah. And um, you have Emily Wu Zeller as well. Uh, who will be playing the part of of Afra? I, w- I would assume, since she's going to be featured at the panel, along with author Sarah Kuhn and Delray editor 
Elizabeth Schaefer. And it's going to be moderated by audio audiobook producer Nick Martarelli. So this is a very exciting panel as yeah, well. Yeah, this kid's 18. He's 18. <laughs> yeah, so Dude. I'm just looking at a picture. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's him. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> oh, right, I don't, young Han Solo, man. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's him. Was, especially back then. Solo? Yeah, yeah, that was, old, that was like 15, Yeah, that was a little while ago. Yeah, it probably wasn't him. <laughs> so I think it was somebody else. I was probably thinking about somebody else. But <laughs> I was like, really, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, and really, this kid was an actor. I mean, it's not as impressive anymore. <laughs> look, I mean, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, you got you got a lot of young young people out here. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, this kid's scamming people, man. He's hustling people. He's got a full-time actor. Almost got the Han Solo role. So he's not impressed with you do those impersonations. Uh, um, but what do you think about the Af- the Afra? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. talked about the Afra audiobook uh, a couple of shows ago, and uh, yes. this will this will be cool to get kind of our first look. I'm sure we may get a read, you know, uh, from I'm the sure. cast. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited. You know, it's it'll be interesting. Probably some you know Q and A portion. So yeah, um, you know, like all those panels. You know, it, it should be interesting. Yeah, um, and if you're into the um, the um, the figure collection um, scene, because I know a lot of Star Wars fans are, are huge on collecting the figures, they are going to, um, I believe, uh, so they're going to have exclusive uh, Black Series Cad Bane. And a clone trooper four pack with Commander Rex, Jesse, Ahsoka clone trooper, and standard clone trooper, and the Endor hero set. The return of the Black Series Wampa. So yeah, a lot of stuff to really look forward to. So, and and the Afro panels on Friday as well. That's going to be right before the um, the other one. Right before the Lucasfilm publishing, so they're back to back. They're back to back. Wow. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah. So Friday is going to be a huge day. I mean, so, they're kind of they're kind of one and the same. They're very similar. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. We'll be talking about that next week. <laughs> yes. So that's something you guys can look forward to. All right. So let's jump into our topic. So the biggest topic we have for the day is uh, that we got a new series announced. Disney um, Plus. A new Disney Plus series announced completely came out of nowhere. Surprised everybody, though we had... It really hearing. shouldn't have, because we talked about it literally on the last podcast. Yeah, we... I mean, we had been hearing <laughs> whispers about it for... for the la- uh, On the last show, and honestly for months. Yeah. We have been hearing stuff about a new show and a new series and... Yeah. And all that, so... Uh, but it's been confirmed now by Lucasfilm, who announced this, that we are getting a Star Wars The Bad Batch um, animated series. It's been ordered for Disney Plus yes. next year. Um, shout out to Kessel Run Transmission. Shout out to Kessel Run Transmission. Law, that group. You know, we, I, I, I want to I wanna, I wanna apologize to those guys. Oh, last wow. Last week, or last podcast, mm-hmm. we you brought it up, and I was like... I, gave, I, was, I had some doubts, Shamar. I was like, look, I, I like to believe these guys and these rumors and stuff, and they've been putting out a lot of very spicy, spicy uh, rumors out there, a lot of spicy <laughs> scoops, but nothing they said had really come to fruition. So how was I supposed to believe them at some point? It got a little out of control. 
you know, got a little, we got this covered, where you're saying a lot of stuff, and nothing of it's happened yet, um, but this was the first time, I wouldn't say it's the first time they ever got a scoop, but it's the first time in a long time that, you know, all the stuff that they had been talking about, uh, completely came to, came to life, so, um, 100% shout out to, uh, Kessler Run Transmissions for getting the scoop on this before anyone else did, um, and they continue to double down on the fact that we will be getting another, uh, series as well, Rebels spinoff, whatever that, uh, they consider it, one of them considers it a Rebels successor, they said, not a spinoff, or a sequel, but a successor, so we'll see, whatever that means, but the Bad Batch, uh, is a thing, and that's that's exciting. Obviously, the Bad Batch was that um, first arc of uh, the Clone Wars season seven. Uh, first four episodes kind of um, went through that whole situation mm-hmm. with uh, Echo and uh, the Bad Batch were introduced in in this last season of Clone Wars. So it should be exciting to see how um, they tie in what those guys did after season seven. Because yes. they're, they're, you know, honestly, a lot of the clones, we don't know what happened to them. Yep. You know, the mm-hmm. entire clone army, for the most part, you know, you kind of they kind of just show up in a, a new hope and it's just, you have regular stormtroopers. Yeah. But how did we get to that point? Where did all the, all the clones go? You know, a couple of them, like Rex, we end up seeing in Rebels, but this could really bridge the gap for that entire era of Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just so you guys have a brief description, I'm going to read the brief description from Lucasfilm. Uh, so they say the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars animated series, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Uh, so members of Bad uh, members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the Clone Army. Each possess a singular, exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew in the post-Clone War era. They will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So, um, you know, for anyone that may not have seen this arc in the Clone Wars, that pretty much sums it up. So they're clones with genetic, different genetic... um, uh, kind yeah. of genetic mutations. It's your, it's your stereotypical misfit gang. Yeah, misfit know. gang, but they're exceptional right. in their in their misfittedness. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and and a lot of those stories are popular. So I can see why they took that archetype and said, "Well, we'll translate it into a clone." Um, that was it, it. Was smart because I think this is something that they wanted to do. I don't think they. I don't think they put the Bad Batch in Clone Wars. And then it was just super popular. So like, we got to make a show off it. I think they put the Bad Batch in Clone Wars so they could do a show centered around a group of clones after the Clone Wars. But now we're th- gonna. I think they realized you can't do a show with a bunch of generic clones. Like you have to right. give them some differences if you're really gonna yeah. do a show off. Yes. Um, now we're gonna talk about uh, Filoni's role in the Star Wars hierarchy in a little bit. In connection with some rumors regarding Kathleen Kennedy, um, that but be fun. but yeah, of course. <laughs> but he is executive producing this series. Yeah, which means it'll be good. Although we said the same thing about Star Wars Resistance, and that was uh, you know, not very good. I don't say not very good. Yeah, well, to me, it was. It depends. Right. Depends on who you ask. You know, if you ask a ten-year-old and they like it, great. 
you know, if that's the intended that, audience. That, it was a success of that. Oh, yeah, it's the intended audience. But me not being the intended audience, I did not think it was great. Right. But, yeah, no, so that's, you know, it, it for what Dave Filoni has brought to the Star Wars in terms of the animation side and the live action side, this that's it's a, it's a huge get. You know, these are his these are his group of characters. No, or no one else should be the one handling this uh, this project. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be more hands on. He'll be more uh, more hands on with regards to this series. I know his attention has been split because he he has his hand in so many different pots, so to speak. Right. With regards to Star Wars and and creating new content, um, which is good for him, obviously. Uh, but you know, hopefully he has a bigger role in this in this show. And he'll just have a bigger role in the creating of in the creation of various different Star Wars properties going forward. I mean, that's the hope uh, for me at least going forward, um, because he seems to be very good at creating Star Wars content. Uh, so hopefully, we can get more from him going forward. Yeah, I mean, wh- when you talk about what you expect from this show, it sounds as if we're going to get a lot of interesting characters. Um, it sounds like Ahsoka and Rex are going to be in it. Um, mm-hmm. I I think, and that's some of that's coming from uh, uh, R- Kessel Run transmissions. Um, but um, right. yeah, I hope so. Sam Whitworth had a lot of interesting things to say about it. He said he he was on a Twitch stream, uh, and he went into it a little bit. He said he couldn't get into too much, couldn't reveal anything, but he said that it's, it looks amazing. He said the script looks amazing for what he knows. First couple of episodes. I uh, said the animation is going to be a one. You know, said it's going to be just like the just like what we saw from the Clone Wars, and that's what season seven, and that's what Castle Run Transmission said as well. Um, and he said what was interesting about Clone Wars season seven was that when they canceled the Clone Wars initially, all those people that worked on the show kind of left Lucasfilm, and when they brought back Clone Wars season seven, they kind of brought back a lot of those people. Mm. But when they brought them back, it wasn't just to finish Clone Wars; it was We'll bring you in the fold back mm. to Lucasfilm. And so that's what we're seeing with the Bad Batch. That's what we could be seeing whatever this Rebel sequel is. So a lot of those same people that have worked on the Clone Wars for years and their return to Lucasfilm wasn't kind of a one-shot deal. You know, as much as we love Dave Filoni, there's a lot of people that, you know, that are also, you know, in this in this project, in this process. So um sounds like it's the whole team. You know, the gang is back together, so to speak, behind the scenes mm. uh, over at the Lucasfilm Animation Division. So... Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's very exciting. Just, yeah, that's extremely positive. So, um, so yeah, I hope that that uh, this project succeeds, and I hope that we get more. Uh, I hope we get more from the Bad Batch. Just, uh, just going forward, I love the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I said, I said so when I we reviewed that arc. I thought it was a fantastic arc. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm it's, I'm super excited. It's not. It's also kind of an odd time because we don't really know anything that happened after the Clone Wars with a lot of these characters. Yep. You know, it's something that we haven't really seen. Yeah, it's still kind of of a mystery. So, I don't know. I mean, how long do you see this running? That's my question. Because because Bad Batch seems on the surface as kind of a one-shot miniseries type of thing, limited series. Do you think that they have long-term potential? I think they have at least two, three seasons. Really? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with with what they were able to do with the Clone Wars, and that, and how long that was able to run seven seasons, they have at least two three seasons with this. 
I mean, we've said for the longest time that the gap between three and six, there's a lot in that space that is either unknown or untold. So yeah, this yeah, this could take. They could go on for years and years. <laughs> You're right. If they wanted to, if they really wanted to, with this yeah. show. Now, one thing I do want to see in this show is hopefully there's flashbacks as well. Hmm. Hopefully, we get kind of the origin of each of those characters. I think I I don't doubt it. I you know, think so I so because yeah, that's the one thing that they were lacking kind of in the in the in season seven, which I understand. I'm not I, well in the in the context of the season. I wasn't complaining like oh I, I need backstory in this random clone. You know, I, I don't I, I didn't need that. But if you're gonna give them their own series, we're gonna need some backstory in these characters. It can't just be you know them just going on adventures. Like who are these guys? Why do I care? Mm-hmm. Just because a couple episodes of Clone Wars, like, I need a little bit more um, on who they are. I guess they're pretty. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, let me just run through real quick what Trestle, uh, Castle Run Transmission said. They did a, a stream, uh, the short, uh, you know, and there was a, a list of outline. Uh, there was an outline of some of the stuff they said mm-hmm. uh, on their stream. They said uh, Ahsoka will be in the show, um, and she'll probably be wearing a similar outfit to what she wore at the end of the season, season seven. Um, Rex is also in the show, and he's kind of going looking for other clones, but it's both of them just in a limited capacity. Obviously, Echo will be a part of the Bad Batch. Right. Um, it seems as if uh, they heard Quinlan Voss might be in there, but they don't know. Okay. Um, they said uh, Cody might be in there, but they don't know um, from what they've heard. Uh, and like they, and like I said before, they they said that um, the animation will be uh, very similar to season seven. And they said uh, at some point they think Dark Disciple might get made in in some sort of animation form. So mm. um, I know that could excite you, Shamar. Yeah, Dark Disciple is fantastic. Um, I mean, if they did make it animated, um, I mean that would be very interesting. I think that would be huge for um, you know for Christy Golden. And I think it would mean a lot for, um, uh, just for, it would mean a lot for that story. It would show that the the popularity of that story, which it was a really well done story. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect from that book. Yeah. Oh, Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss. This is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what to expect from this. And it was fantastic. So, um, um, but yeah, those are very, all very interesting points. Two more things were that, uh, they think that, um, or they, 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 they think that both the Bad Batch and the, the, the Martez sisters were both kind of trial balloons in Clone Wars Season 7. And that Bad Batch is one that, you know, they were more intrigued by. Which makes sense. The reception for Bad Batch sure. was, was better. Um, I feel like the Martez sisters, if that was a, a trial run, that would have been something more for uh, kind of like a... Jeez, uh, uh, what was that game that was going to come out that was canceled? With the Coruscant Underground. Uh, was that um, Respawn? Uh, no, I don't think so. But it was... Um, whatever. The, the game that was going to feature the underground, of, the underworld of Coruscant. Oh, uh, like a long was, time ago? Yeah. yeah. Like Star Wars Underworld? Yeah, so yeah, something like I that. Think it was called, yeah. yeah, I think it was gonna, it, the, 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 I think that would have been more of a trial run for that kind of right. world. Yeah. Um, you know, which... I mean, I think people would still be intrigued by that. I just yeah. think what they showed in the limited amount of episodes, right? It just wasn't, didn't work. In the it wasn't enough. Of the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it didn't work. With Ahsoka, it's like people just want to know what's going to happen with her. Right. And they also said that the Bad Batch, uh, the show will be a very clone-heavy outside of just the, the group the, itself, but that they will be mercenaries as opposed to Imperials initially. Like, they're not, right. you know, they're not going to be, you're not going to see them as a part of the Empire, it seems like. So, all interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good stuff. Uh, where where they were both thumbs up on this uh, concept. I think if this were the if you told me this were the animation show after Rebels and after Clone Wars season seven, I'd be upset. But because this seems like this is more extra on top of the fact that we are still getting some sort of other Rebel mm-hmm. sequel, whether it's a sequel to Rebels, whether it's you know an episode, whether it's you know a sequel trilogy type of show, um, then. It then now now you excite me because I'm like all right we have multiple different projects there's nothing wrong with that uh, but if this were the only thing then I'd be like huh bad batch I mean you know it just mm-hmm. doesn't it feels a little small potatoes but because it's more of an extra thing that's it, it, why I'm excited about the future of Star Wars animation mm. okay I agree I mean I would if if I me mean, if I if that were the case I still would have been excited because I, I I very much like the bad batch. And with Filoni behind it, I feel like it's just going to be a Clone Wars extension, essentially. Right. Um, you know, but it again, all of this. It's and, just and you've even seen the, a lot of this stuff, man. And I think it also includes the the. the <laughs> I hear you. And I think it also includes the inclusion of Filoni. How involved is he? That's if he's, yeah, that's if he's part. very involved, then I then there is he no. He could be making the Ewok show. Uh, <laughs> if it's Filoni, exactly. I'll give and it a Filoni's chance. Filoni's deeply involved. You'd be and Jar Jar the series. <laughs> I'd be like, well, well, let's see what happens. Man. Dave Filoni. He's doing it for a reason. Honestly, at this point. So if he's deeply involved, if he's not just kind of overseer, if he's actually helping to create the story, I'm on board. Do you think Maul shows up? Uh, yeah. The way Whitworth was talking, he was like, I can't say much. He kind of yeah, I think he caught himself by the end. He's I think a lot of people could show up. This is between and also three. the fact that Whitworth even knows anything. I'm not saying he shouldn't know anything, but the fact that he's like talking about yeah, script yeah. looks great and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this is between three and four. I think I said three and six before. I don't know. I meant three and four. Yeah, I was this saying, is between. Yeah, that's a big gap. <laughs> uh, maybe it will go six. Who knows? <laughs> but I mean, this is between three and four. I mean, there's so much time. Yeah. There's so many characters in 4 and in the original trilogy that could show up. There's so many people in the prequel. I mean, there's you could anyone from the prequels through the originals could show up. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not discounting anyone <laughs> yep. from showing up in this series. So that's why I'm still I'm still like I said, this is an extension of the Clone Wars with the potential to Think add about in the stormtroopers. You're adding in Vader. You're adding in the Emperor. You're adding in and we were talking all about that. Maul, right? Crimson Dawn. You know, do we Crimson get Dawn, uh, Quinlan, no, no, Black uh, Sun? Uh, what's the guy? Or it's Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss is the guy from, or Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. Yeah, I was about to say Quinlan Voss. Uh, Dryden Voss. You know, was a possibility. We saw him at the end. In, Dryden Voss. At the end of uh, uh, in season seven. Kira. Yeah, Kira. Um, Enfys Ness. So a lot of possibilities. Yep. Which we'll talk about some of those characters as well. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so next, uh, I did want us to talk about Alden Ehrenreich. So I did bring there him up go. recently. Um, okay. So Alden Ehrenreich has been making the making the rounds. Uh, yeah, talk, someone in someone the media. found him. 
but where is he? He's been making the rounds. Didn't we, didn't about we talk his... about him like a couple weeks ago? Like, kind of worried. Like, I, I, he hasn't made anything since Solo. Yeah, he's got a peacock. He got something coming out on Peacock. Oh, okay, good. Um, say, like that ruined his career. No, I'm like no, this guy. He career. took the Han Solo job and just Hollywood doesn't want to even touch him anymore. Yeah, no. So he <laughs> he's got a, he's got a series Brave New World coming out on Peacock. All right, good. So, so he's that's what he's been working on. Yeah, so he he's been he's been working. So um, so he's been making the rounds, talking about you know promoting his series. Um, but he's also been talking about Han Solo. And he hasn't been shy about talking about Han Solo. Sometimes he's bringing up people aren't, we wouldn't even ask him yeah, about. Yeah, guys it. are. Yeah, yeah, guys are a little squeamish sometimes. You ask them about something, man. Yeah, sometimes they're like, "Oh, uh, oh, that thing." Uh, what are you talking about? Time ago. No, like he is like bringing up Han Solo. People don't even ask him. You know, bring up Han Solo. Um, so it's very, of course, that's very encouraging. But and I like Solo, so I, you know, I have no negative feelings towards the movie. I was very skeptical at first, which he even brings up briefly, but um, but he's been talking about the character of Solo, his role in Solo, and he stated a few times uh, to a few different people that he would be interested in playing the character again. So he has interest in reprising the role, yeah. Whether it be you know he, he says you know depend on what the story is you know which of course all actors say that, but. You know, he said he would be he would be interested. I'm sure Jerry Jones would be interested in trading Dak Prescott for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm sure, the Cavs would be interested in bringing LeBron back. Uh, so, so yeah, he said he'd be very he would be interested in playing Han Solo again. He talked about you know the intrigue of the character and and just the um, you know the the kind of more the brave the kind of bold nature of the character um, and you know. Uh, and he even brings up as well the kind of the the kind of the the rocky kind of start with the whole directorial change and all all the stuff that they went through. But he kind of knew that he had something special on his hands, and 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 Solo, I think, is is at this point, it's almost like, um, I mean, to the point that people ignore it. I feel like it's almost like a, almost like a hidden gem a little bit. Yeah, because like people, yeah. it, it's becoming vastly underrated. It's not a bad movie, you know. People uh, talk about it. Uh, yeah, people, no one, no one talks about it. When you think about Star Wars, no one it's ever thinks about Solo. Um, I mean, a little, it is a little forgettable, but it's not a. It's it's a good movie. I enjoy watching Solo. I think whatever happened with Kennedy and Lord and Miller, yeah, massive it, it just, Yeah, it very much muddled everything, and and the fact that they're. Those guys are so successful right now, man. and the fact that and just base and just yeah, and they are very successful. And just basically the fact that he's playing a character that's so iconic and played by such an iconic actor, you know, it's something that's just yeah. It was, it was there's always, always a there's, hard, there's a ceiling. Yeah, you know, there's always going to yeah. be a ceiling. You know, right. when you deal with stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, solo. I think we've all talked about the potential of different solo characters showing up. Um, all in Iron Rag always seemed like the least likely mm-hmm. to show up in other properties. Um, yeah, which is odd. Yeah, I mean, is there a chance that we see all in Iron Rag portray Han Solo post A New Hope? Like, is that is that is that possible? Would they consider that, or, or is anything after A New Hope? Harrison Ford. Uh, I mean, that's, once it gets to a certain point, you have to feel like they would have to just transition to 
old than Iron Man, just from an age standpoint. Like, obviously, Harrison Ford is old, and he's not going to... I mean, you can de-age him, but, like, that seems like a lot of work when you actually have another guy that can play Han Solo. Yeah, I mean, eventually... I mean, I feel like eventually we it may get to that point. Um, I only say that because, you know, couldn't he be in The Mandalorian? I mean, if he is, couldn't all the Iron Reich portray I mean, um, I mean, one um, interview he did. They asked him, "What does he know? Heard about the future of Star Wars?" And he said, "He he said he knows about some stuff, but he can't really, you know, confirm or really get into it." Which I think is just an indication that he's still in the fold. Right. You know, they're still t- they're still he's still in discussion. With yeah, they, they're fold. not. They didn't bury him. They didn't cut him. Yeah, they didn't bury him or cut him. <laughs> you know, like they they're still talking about future right future projects with him. Right. My guess is that there is there have been discussions or there have been uh, talks about either solo spinoff projects in terms of um, Disney Plus or just him showing up in some of their other spinoff projects. But I would assume it would be solo based. Like if there's a Lando show, if there's a Akira show. Um, some sort of Crimson Dawn joint. Um, I could see Han Solo showing up because all the Iron Man we talked about not really doing much. You know, this isn't a situation like good luck getting Adam Driver, man. Adam Driver is is is, is, is a lot of time doesn't have a lot of time on his hands. He's doing a lot of different movies. Um, like some of these actors and actresses, like uh, that play some of these roles are, are huge. Like they're not gonna go back to they're not gonna go back to their old character for a Disney Plus show or something along those lines. But all the Iron Reckley you just mentioned, doing a show on Peacock, you know, I was just looking at the cast and he's not even the top billed actor on the actor or actress on the show. So I mean like is it is it impossible that all the Iron Reck would, would would cameo in some sort of Disney Plus spinoff? I don't think it's impossible. I think it's very possible. So, and like console is not some character that you need to uh, need like need some huge budget. It's not a Darth Vader where it's got when he shows up, it's got to be something crazy. Like, so I, I think it's very possible. Um, I, I I definitely feel like some other characters could show up. I mean, there. Uh, I want to say it was. I don't. Say, I, it was either uh, Jason Ward or. Um, the other guy from Cineflix, um, Jordan Mason, uh, that said Emphis Ness might be in, uh, Emphis Ness might actually be in, uh, Cassian Andor. Hmm. Uh, or it might, it might have been Cassian on Transmissions, actually. I'm getting them all mixed up. At this <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so that, 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 that could be interesting. Um, Emphis Ness. Emphis Ness, I've heard a lot about Emphis Ness's character in terms of showing up in a lot of different properties. Yeah, very not really thing. sure why, because I don't think she was very popular. Um, not really sure. Maybe I mean, I didn't mind. Emphis, I know you didn't like Emphis Ness. Not man. I, I mean, I didn't mind Emphis Ness. Chronos from as much. Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> vibe. Very Knights of Ren vibe. Which is <laughs> well, all right. I mean, I mean, she did. I mean, she did something. <laughs> Knights of Ren didn't do much of anything. I was watching the uh, the Cinema Sins. Um, Rise of Skywalker video. That joint, that, that video is hilarious. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm sure. <laughs> Them talking about this guy talking it's about like, the like Knights of Ren showing up. Like. A movie like that, you don't even need to uh, send this in, <laughs> Unfortunately, and, I, and look, shout out to anybody that enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker. We don't mean to 
Yeah, it doesn't just because you have a Cinema Sins video that's funny doesn't mean the movie's bad. Yeah, they they, they do videos for good movies. movies, but you know, check out the the Cinema Wins video if you're a big Rise of Skywalker fan. But Rise Skywalker Absolutely. fan. Um, but all right, so uh, I I'm excited for all the Narrack. I hope that we, he does show up in something, whether it be a Lando sequel or or a, or a Lando show. Or no, let's say a Lando sequel. <laughs> the Lando trilogy. <laughs> multiple hair. Exactly. Ryan Johnson Lando trilogy. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so we are going to move on to the next topic. So um, we got some, some more rumors and, and things we're hearing with regards to Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, she's, she's a name that is seems to be frequently showing up on the show due to various rumors. She getting a raise. Various um, contract. No, extension. no, absolutely <laughs> not. Not not based on what we're hearing, at least. Uh, so, uh, the rumor now, which is a rumor that we've heard before, but it's being reinforced now, uh, is that um, she is. Uh, so there's a few there's a few different rumors. So Doomcock. Um, the so YouTuber, Kennedy, yeah. yeah, came out with the rumor saying that Kathleen Kennedy was being, was stepping down, um, you know, in that, uh, that Disney Lucasfilm, uh, was going to be, um, uh, getting rid of the, or yeah, basically pretty much, re- you know, replacing, uh, the current canon. So, yes, just blowing up anything that you saw. Yeah, just destroying all everything. The the the, the uh, Force Awakens, away. the Rise of Skywalker, and the Last Jedi. So all of that Same is that's not canon. gone, dead. Using the, the rumor, the 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 stuff I heard is that they're going to use the same thing that they set up in Rebels about like alternate dimensions and going back in time and stuff. Right. Yes. And that they would use that loophole yeah, I heard that. as yeah. a way to. Uncanonized <laughs> the sequel trilogy. I mean, there, no way that's ever happening. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> no way they're gonna use some little thing from Kenna, one episode of Rebel. Kind of what? What's the percentage? Do you think that 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 this is what's gonna happen? I, look, them uncanonizing. I don't. They, they the percentage of any of this happening. Kennedy being out is different, but them uncanonizing. Un, them uncanonizing every, the, sequel, the trilogy, sequel trilogy. What's the percentage? Five. That might even be high, man. I mean, <laughs> like, the idea that they would use... How many people that saw... The millions of people that saw Rise of Skywalker in the sequel trilogy as a whole. How many of them saw that specific episode of Rebels? Where they talked about different, like... There's different force dimensions and things of that nature. Yeah. Like, two? It might be 2%. 10. Yeah. 10%. 10% so, seems like a high number. I don't think that many people watch Star Wars Rebels, so I, that would just be a really weird deep cut. Yeah. So I so when it comes to that part of this rumor, I don't believe that. I don't believe at all that I I I'd probably give that a zero percent chance. I don't think that's ever. I don't think that's that's ever going to happen. As much as a and uh, the only reason I say zero is because if they if they had any interest in doing that, would they would have done that to the prequels by now. Fair, um, fair enough. You know, because they that would have messed up the George Lucas. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> which Mario's like exactly. That's why <laughs> they would have done it. Yeah, that's why I, you know I had I wanted to smoke with Disney Lucasfilm for for yeah. for quite a quite a while for completely yeah. ignoring the prequel trilogy. What if Lucas comes on board though? That would be the question. Which is why I get in part I do give it five percent, 
Like, if Lucas... I do see a scenario... I could see a scenario where maybe they bring in Lucas, and Lucas, I want to do it my way. I don't think they would. And... Even... I think just in terms of just the business sense of that, I mean, you're just... You're you're not... You're... At that point, you're almost antagonizing. A lot of people. A lot of fans. A lot of people. Actually, none of that happened. None of that happened. It's all fake. It never happened. It's just like, come on. So, yeah, I, I don't... A lot of wasted money. For a wasted lot of money. A lot of wasted investment from a lot of people. Yeah, wasted wasted branding for people. Well, At that point, you're like, oh, you, were in, oh, you were in the Star Wars movie that didn't happen? You know, it's like, come on. So, no. I, I, I give that a 0% chance And those movies, as divisive as they were, weren't bad enough to where I say they got to be on the they, they really weren't. You know, but, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I, would, I would say they would only do something like that if they had released something that was horrifically offensive. Right. Or if, like, J.J. Abrams was caught up in a Me Too or something like that. Like, if he did something to somebody, which, God forbid, I don't want to speak anything to existence. But, you know, like, if something like that happened... That's the that's the only scenario right, in which I could see like something. Just PR, it's like just PR, just for PR reasons. This stuff we're just gonna ignore. We're just it. It did not happen in, in canon because we have to change the story. Right. Because Disney does not want to condone yeah. this. Yeah. That's the only scenario. They wouldn't do it for story reasons. For right. canon story reasons. <laughs> right. They wouldn't decanonize <laughs> anything. That seems um, very extreme. Now, I guess to be fair, I mean they did do it before. They did it with to, legends to the extended universe, right? But these are movies. films. Yeah, these are films <laughs> that were officially right. released. That made billions of that dollars. Made billions well, of combined. dollars, <laughs> and meets billions and billions and billions of people. Yeah, and, and you have millions and millions upon millions upon millions of 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 gigantic fans. Yeah. People literally that craft their whole lives around some of the characters they created in that trilogy. Yeah, people, just I'm say, just the biggest Ray fan. Or I'm the biggest Finn fan. Poe. I mean, people on their deathbeds, kids on their deathbeds. I saying, just want to see that. I just want to see this movie before I go. And you're just gonna decanonize it. You know Th- that seems extreme. So it seems extreme. And, so and, I, I don't yeah. think. So I don't believe that. But part of this. With that being said, I do agree with the sentiment. If someone says we got it, like if Lucasfilm, if Iger, Alan Horn, uh, whoever at Lucasfilm would want to move in that direction, or Disney rather would want to move in that direction, I would agree with the sentiment that Star Wars is really in no man's land right now. Mm-hmm. Like, because they just botched a whole trilogy. They botched it. This was all the yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Not, it wasn't awful, right? But it just, it was not a it was not a clean landing for, no. <laughs> in any stretch of the imagination. They got in the whole fandom of, going back and forth in terms of fighting poten- each other. In terms of potential revenue, they did not maximize the amount no. of revenue they could did not maximize the revenue at all. Um, so because of all this, like I could see them from a practical standpoint saying, "We're really in no man's land. We could do another trilogy, but who would care?" Um, like. Where where do we go from here? We don't have anything like we again. We botched our biggest project. We can do a bunch of smaller projects, but how much money is that making? Where do we go from here? And I'll tell them. Some would say, "Oh, look, just reboot it. Just just start yeah. start from scratch." But but so that that kind of does lead into the other section of the of the rumor, which is that Kathleen Kennedy is quote unquote stepping down. So we got the her contract as we which we've talked about. Yeah. 
before that her contract is expiring 2021. Um, uh, you know, Doomcock says that she will be, uh, she is stepping down from the role and will not be I'll seeking to uh, renew her contract. You know, Kenny, you don't believe it off the bat. Nah. So, just because I feel like, how does he know that? I don't know. Like, who knows that? Like, how many people know Kathy <laughs> yeah, why, why, down? Yeah, why is she even talking about like, that? Like, is that a public? Yeah, I feel like no more than, if she was stepping down, no more than five to ten people would probably know Similar it. to the Abrams rumors with the, with the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, man. Yeah, just like that. All of a sudden, uh, Abrams hated the movie. Abrams. If he was that public about hating the movie, that'd be all over Hollywood. We'd be hearing that in the variety... Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Collider. Abrams was shocked. He was shocked, saddened at the premiere about what he saw. Like, this isn't my movie. What movie is this? No way that. J.J. Abrams? Get out of here. Now, yeah, I mean, Disney's, Disney's bad, but sometimes with stuff, but they're not that bad. Right, yeah. They would do something That's like That's like some Sony stuff. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, J- Kathleen Kennedy's not getting ready to step down. It's, if she is, it's not being reported by this guy. It, there's no way. It, like, too many people would know, and too many people wouldn't what be just what sitting on cock is, is a relative of, of, I don't know, some Lucasfilm head. That's the only way, man. <laughs> That's the only way, because, like, I, I don't, I just can't see how he would have the scoop on this. It's too personal. Step yeah, down. Very personal. That's a very personal piece of news. Not like so, you know someone is planning on firing her. That is a little different. Uh, so just on the, on this portion, on her stepping down, um, I don't I, think she's gonna. I, I could see her stepping down when her contract's up, but that's not a hot take, really. So it sounds like that's basically what he's saying because he said twenty twenty two. So he's when he yeah. says step down, he means that she is choosing to not try yeah. even make any attempt to renew. Right. Her contract, which I mean, I mean, I could come out with that scoop. Oh, all right, you know, we'll hey. see what happens. <laughs> she had a change of heart. I was my bad. My sources told me that Kathleen Kennedy's gonna step down when her contract is up. All right, Kenan wants to smoke with Doomcock. Um, but so so Grace Randolph chimed in. Oh, uh, shout out to Grace Randolph. Uh-oh. She's a YouTuber, a lot of movie. Uh, no, Kendall's already trying to spark the country. Uh-oh. So she, she, so she's a YouTuber. I, Don't I like at the end. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I enjoy her videos. I think she has a lot of. She's very informative. Breaks down the movie, how the movie industry works, and she's a movie critic as well. So I watch her reviews. I think she's pretty good on YouTube. So she um, says that, uh, and she has sources in in various sources in Hollywood and whatnot. Um, so she says that. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is not stepping down, so her sources um, are telling her that it's more of a mutual decision, where she yes she's not renewing her contract, but Disney is not is not offering is her not offering anything. her anything. There's just it's a mutual kind right. of just it's gonna be over. Yeah, contract expires and that's the end. It's expiring, and they're going to go to separate and they're gonna go their separate ways. Um, now. Where Doomcock and Kennedy agree. Oh, uh, or yeah, sorry, Doomcock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did Kennedy say? You should worry what Kennedy is saying. I do. I d- d- listeners, I have no idea what Kathleen Kennedy has said with regards <laughs> to this. I do not. I, this is not. Her a, and Doomcock agree on something. This is not an exclusive scoop. So where Doomcock and Randolph agree uh, is that when this split happens, 
Favreau and Filoni will be stepping in uh, to kind of gra- hold Cold the reins of of Lucasfilm. That seems um, to make sense. So when it comes, but again, to- none of this, none of this is like takes like you don't got to be Boris Kit to report this. You don't got to be Woj <laughs> to come out with this scoop. You know, <laughs> but it, it but it's still encouraging. You know, so that's so far from now. The end of twenty one. I mean, what is, yeah, what, what is yeah, Disney? No. We don't like, even know what Disney's money looks like. There's no way they're, they're, <laughs> there's no way they're talking about what what's happening at the end of 21 at this point. <laughs> it's like, are they still making Star Wars movies at that point? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so yeah, I I mean, it seems that seems like a logical forecast of what the situation will be. Um, do you think Kathleen Kennedy makes it all the way to the end of 21? Yeah, I, I do. I don't think so. That's a hot so. take. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna make it to the end. Of the oh, so what do you think is gonna happen? I think she's gonna resign. Why? I, I just think something's gonna happen. Not 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 like negative, but just like the the movies. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this in terms of like some kind of allegation? No, no allegations. Just like the movies are are. She's not. Someone's gonna be upset by the way things are happening, and she's. It's gonna be very obvious that she's a lame duck at the end of the year. So it's like, what's the point? You know, I don't I, think she's making all the way to December twenty one. Before we realize she's out and the successor is gonna mm-hmm. have to come in. All right, so I disagree. So I don't. I don't. I feel like if she, if that pressure were on her, I feel like she would have left by now. And I feel like COVID is a is a good enough distraction. That should help to where they're not going to take any kind of action against her during all this. I mean, right. it kind of doesn't really. Mandalorian should be good. And the Mandal and again and another thing, and I'm glad you brought that up as well. Nothing like very recently has been so bad, right? To the point, if Mandalorian was just a complete train wreck, and and, and Kathleen, and there were it was word that Kathleen Kennedy was being overly involved in that process as well, then I'd be like, yeah, they might get rid of her, but but that didn't happen. Mandalorian was a huge success. Season two is going to be a huge success. Clone Wars was a huge success. I don't, I don't think they're going to get rid of her. I think they're just going to go their separate ways. We're not getting any Star Wars movies between now and the end of 21. So she's just going to be there, and then she's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that I think they're just going to continue on from there. Um, but, yeah, so that's the rumor. Uh, some of it, I we believe. Some of it, we do not. But uh, that is a scoop with regards to Kennedy. Um, I do look forward to Favreau and Filoni hopefully running Star Wars. Uh, you know, if and when Kathleen Kennedy leaves, steps down, gets fired, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Favreau uh, and Dave Filoni know how to create Star Wars content. I think that's very clear. I think they have a good sense of what the fan base wants. I think they have a good movie making sense. And I think they have a good sense of what Star Wars is about. So I just. Yeah, I just I just think they know. Filoni's worked directly under George, so he has that kind of George kind of mindset. And Favreau's worked on you know movies forever, and he, um, you know is is has been integral in in integrating some re- really revolutionary uh, visual uh, visual effects technology in the the movie making and TV making and um, TV making industry. So. So yeah, I, I just think it's a huge win if we can get both of them to be running Lucasfilm. I I think that's just a fantastic idea. 
All right. Uh, so next topic we have is another uh, rumor. Um, so this uh, comes from uh, LRM. Uh, from the outlet LRM. They have a, they are the ones that um, originated this scoop. So it's regarding not, uh, not the, uh, Lords of the Long Box. Not Lords of the Long Box. Those guys. Uh, this time, no scoops. Uh, looking into 2024 or 2025. Yeah, man. They already um, talking about. Uh, we'll talk about this on Hero Talk. But they already talking about. Uh, Fantastic Four 2, what we're supposed to get in that. Oh, Inhumans, Fantastic Four 2. Jeremy Conrad tweeted, oh, all right. Marvel Studios not planning anything for a, for a, for a sequel, that for a movie that they haven't even announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have se- plans for a sequel that they haven't even announced yet. Uh, so you can look forward to that in Hero Talk. If you if you're, if you're Check out Hero Talk if you haven't listened to that. We talk about superheroes all the time. Um, but, um, but so this scoop from LRM. And shout out to their website, lrmonline.com. So they have, um, their sources are telling them that Hayden Christensen, Vader himself, Anakin Skywalker himself, uh, from the prequel trilogy, will be making an appearance uh, on the Obi-Wan Kenobi um, uh, Disney Plus TV series. So this is very, very exciting news. They're saying he already signed on. It's done. The papers are signed. It's over. He's he's going to be in it. Kendall, how do you feel about this? Hayden Christensen. And, and do you believe this also? 100%. Yeah, I think 100%. Hayden Christensen is going to appear in, wow. in Obi-Wan. I think that's the only reason he hasn't been in anything else. The only reason he was cut out of the sequel trilogy is because I think they want to save him for Kenobi. Now, honestly, I don't, I don't think that really need one or the other i think he could have been both but if they feel like they really wanted to wait for that moment in kenobi for it to be even bigger when he shows up and when he's in it then it makes sense um you know i think ewan and and christensen worked so close uh mcgregor and christensen worked so close in the in the in the prequel trilogy it wouldn't shock me if they decided to bring him back for this project, um, you know, McGregor could probably recruit Christensen. And from a story standpoint, uh, there are some plot holes with it. You know, why did Obi- why did Kenobi or Vader act like he never seen Kenobi? <laughs> you know, in A New yeah, Hope, like that's exactly. that's still gonna be hard to dodge. Um, but for all we know, it could be flashbacks. You know, Obi Wan could be suffering from some sort of PTSD about the way that the the, the Clone Wars ended. Yeah, and I mean, they could get Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson back. I think that'd be just as big. Yeah, oh, I mean that would be crazy. Uh, you know, that goes back to all nine right thing. I think Liam Neeson's got bigger fish to fry at this stage <laughs> of his career than Obi Wan cameos. But I mean, Disney Plus has a lot of money. Maybe they can get it done. Uh, they're bringing back, you know, uh, Emilio Estevez as Coach Bombay, you know, and Mighty Duck. So anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> but, um. But no, nah, yeah, I think this this could be huge. Uh, Hayden Christensen being in Obi Wan. Do we get Vader? That's the question. You know, I, you don't bring in Hayden Christensen just to play Vader because anybody could be Vader. Like Hayden Christensen wasn't in Rogue One, so that makes you think that we're gonna get a flashback portion to this, which could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, anyone that's listening to the show knows I'm a fan of the prequels. Grew up with the prequels. Um, help get me into Star Wars, so I am 100% on board with Hayden Christensen showing up in the Obi Wan Kenobi um, Disney Plus series. I mean, it could be in flashbacks, 
It could not be in flashbacks. It could be some kind of for- force, like mystical kind of way. I, I, you know, I don't know. The force works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so who knows <laughs> how he would come back and in what form? I don't. If he did come back, I don't think he'd be a series regular or anything like that. Um, but you know, either way, I think I think he could make a cameo, and I think they could break the internet with the cameo with a cameo from Hayden Christensen so I think that so you'd keep it as a wrap so you wouldn't make him like a series regular type thing I wouldn't personally you'd make it more of like a we're not gonna tell anybody he's in and then all of a sudden he shows up yes that would be wild like show up in, in real time or flashback uh I, I don't know I don't know how you I don't do think it doesn't I don't, think, I don't really I think either way they do it it's still gonna be insane yeah um but but yeah, she takes know. off the mask the Vader mask is he and Christensen under? I mean, he he would have to be all scarred. He'd have to be all crazy. Yeah, stuff. that seems like very... So it's like, why? I mean, I wouldn't say... Uh, that would still be crazy. I mean, it still be crazy, but like... It seems like a lot of work, but it'd be, but it'd be wild. Yeah. We never saw him Christensen under the, under the helmet, so it'd be kind of... Yeah, I mean, the only time he saw it was when he was all when he was on that table before they put a, the, the mask yeah, on. Yeah, true, yeah. That was the only time, so... Yeah, um, but yeah I mean, modern modern Hollywood magic... <laughs> modern uh, visual effects and makeup art and yep. all that stuff. Who knows what they what they're gonna be able to do? Prosthetics. <laughs> so yeah, it's all it's all up to uh uh you know Deborah Chow and and uh it worded that we got creative more creative differences involving Kenobi. So good job, uh Kennedy. Huh? Not the last time, not the first time I've heard that. It won't be the last time I've heard that. About a, about a Kathleen Kennedy. The word the word also from Doomcock regards Kennedy is that she's starting her own uh, female centric uh, production company. Cool. When she when she leaves, I mean, you know, what's that mean for Michelle Ridgewan? Uh You know, is she is she out too? <laughs> Who's she taking with? Her? Yeah, I was say like this a coup. Is she taking Deborah Chow? <laughs> Deborah Chow as well? Like they're seceding. Um, I mean, no, that would be huge. That would, that would be huge. Um, I think if Kathleen Kennedy probably if she like the most respected female producer in all of Hollywood, she's up there. She's up there. I mean, she, not everything she makes is a success, as we've talked about. You know, some stuff outside of Star Wars that she bombed. You know, Last Airbender, mm-hmm. but but obviously she's been a part of a lot of historic movies. So, um, and she's done a lot of great things for females in Hollywood. So. No, that would be a uh, that, would, that would definitely be a very interesting venture. I'd like to follow. Yeah, and maybe a better fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, the last story we've got uh, for the show is um, regarding the Mandalorian. Uh, so the Mandalorian, uh, this was revealed uh, on the official Star Wars site that the Mandalorian will be having uh, book titles release. Uh, between the fall and spring of 2021, or between the fall of 2020 and spring of 2021. Uh, so, uh, list of those titles are: we have we're gonna have a book, "The Art of the Mandalorian," um, by Phil Sawstack, uh, with a cover by Doug Chang, who does fantastic art for um, Star Wars. We're gonna have a novel, "The Mandalorian: The Original Novel." Um, and that's going to be by Adam Christopher. And 
We are also going to have uh, The Mandalorian, The Ultimate Visual Guide by Pablo Hidalgo, which I will be absolutely be picking that up because I always like to get those visual guides. Uh, there always tends to be more information. Uh, I'm sure the Baby Yoda page is going to be all over the internet. Oh, yeah. From I'm, also, I'm also sure it's going to have nothing of consequence in it. <laughs> um, so we also are going to have... Um, uh, the Mandalorian, Allies and Enemies, uh, which that's going to be a, um, a book for younger readers. It's going to be a Mandalorian storybook, an uh, 8x8 storybook, and then a Mandalorian Junior novelization. And that's going to be by Joe Schreiber. So we're getting a, a long, uh, uh, we're getting a pretty long list of Mandalorian books, Mandalorian content. Uh, some for younger readers, even even though the the series itself was uh, for mature audiences, um, but we're getting we're getting the story retold for younger readers, which I think is nice. So any kids, any families that may want to introduce their may want to watch the Mandalorian or and be able to enjoy the Mandalorian with their family, um, right? You know, you know maybe the kids like Baby Yoda, maybe they want to know about Baby Yoda or something. You know, maybe they can look at, at the visual guide. Maybe they can, um, you know, go through the junior novelization. So I think that's nice. And I'm excited for an original novel. I'm going to go through that novel uh, for sure. Uh, so, Kendall, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I mean, the visual the visual guide seems like the most interesting part, uh, especially if you're someone that doesn't religiously read uh, the like the novels and things of that nature. Um but yeah, no, nah, I mean, The Mandalorian having a more extended, expanded universe outside of the actual show is, is something that seemed like a logical next step. Uh, the series is super popular. Uh, they put a lot into it. So it, it, I, I think this should be exciting. Um, the question is, do, do we get this for every Disney Plus series? Do we get a Kenobi, a group of Kenobi novels and things of that nature. We get that for Cassian Endor. Is this specific to the Mandalorian? I think the Mandalorian was great, so and it had the it had enough. It had like the juice to have all this stuff. It had a lot of characters, had a lot of interesting subplots and things that were teased but we didn't really get a whole lot on, things that they kinda glossed over. So uh it was kinda the perfect storm to have what we're getting now from them. So um yeah, again, I don't expect much from the baby Yoda part. You know, I think they'll leave, still leave that up to interpretation. Do you think Pablo Hidalgo knows everything about Baby Yoda? Like, what the plan is? More than likely. What the story I, is behind Baby Yoda? I'd, I'd be surprised if if anyone really from the story group was in the dark. They haven't crafted. You think they've already crafted whatever his backstory is? Um, I. Yeah, I think so. At this point in time, especially, yeah, I think so. Right. I mean, season two is going to come out. We'll probably learn a lot more in season two. Right. And you know they're they're probably already planning. Do you think Baby Yoda them. has? Do you think it's very deep, or do you think it's pretty simple? And they didn't really have plans for him to be something bigger than he he became. Because <laughs> if it's very simple, and to me that means that they they just got lucky. That they had <laughs> plans for some kind of just regular Yoda character, and he just blew into the biggest character since Vader. Like, then it, but if if it's something super intricate. It's gonna take movies to just to, to kind of it's gonna take movies to decipher. Uh, okay, that, that means that. Well, I don't think it's gonna be anything like that. Right. 
I, I, I mean, even even with his popularity, I don't think now they're gonna make him some okay. main some main character. They might main canon. I'm be shocked if we you see know, all it. of a sudden, oh, oh, that thing, that thing in the background in episode nine, that was Baby Yoda. You didn't oh, yeah. even realize. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's gonna be anything like but that. But do we see a Baby Yoda in the future? Like, I think that's possible, man. Like, what do you mean like, by that? Like a teen Yoda, you know? Like, <laughs> telling you, do like will we see Baby Yoda more Baby Yoda content? Absolutely. That goes without saying, I think. Goes without saying. Again, we talked about Star Wars in no man's land right now. How are they going to make money? They need money makers. Well, Baby I mean, Yoda Star is a Wars. money maker. And, and this is... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the green? Where's the? I, I don't see enough dollar signs with like, the High Republic. Baby Yoda's green skin will bring in more green money. <laughs> exactly. Man. Um, but... Um, but yeah, look. And, I, and that actually goes into something I was going to say too, so... I, this is it leads, just gets me excited to, to see that there's so much new Star Wars canon material that is, um, you know, that is not relating to, you know, the Rise of Skywalker or, you know, really anything regarding the sequel trilogy, that they're starting truly fresh, uh, something truly new. Uh, we're getting some uh, pre-Episode 1 stuff with the High Republic. That is very exciting. We're getting Ahsoka stuff. We're getting Afra stuff. I mean, this is very, very. We're in a very, very exciting era right now in Star Wars. So I, this is this is getting me hyped. So I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm excited for all of the all of this content. I'm excited for the visual guide. I'm excited for the novelization. I am excited for 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 all of it. So it's all looking. It's, everything seems to be looking up. Um, we're getting the Mandalorian. Uh, season two this fall, which is fast approaching, we're already in mid mid July. Um, so a couple more months will be in the fall. So yeah, this is this is pretty uh, this is pretty great stuff. Uh, but all right, uh, I do want to um, just give a, a brief review of Queen's Peril. Now um, I will give a slight slight spoiler warning. I am going to reveal some plot points. Um, you know, just in terms of some things that, just some things that you may not have necessarily expected, um, though they're not major plot twists. So yeah, you can listen to this review if you haven't read the book and still be surprised by most of what happens in the book. Um, so I'm not going to, I don't feel like spoiling the entire thing, so I'm just not going to go over all that. But I did finish Queen's Peril. I thought it was very, uh, I thought it was very good. <laughs> so it was a good sequel to Queen Shadow. Um, Queen's Peril follows the uh, follows Padme Amidala as she becomes the queen of Naboo, and you know gets used to taking on those responsibilities as queen, and and it follows her and her handmaidens and how they build their relationships and how her how Captain Panaka had selected the handmaidens and what their role was um, uh, throughout that time frame when she was queen and um you know one thing that i did want to uh let you guys know as well with regards to this book is it actually goes through the events of the phantom menace which i did not see coming um you know maybe it's because i just hadn't read <laughs> much i i try to stay in, in the dark with regards to um the uh when the books come out because i don't want to know too much details but i didn't know that the book would go through the events of the phantom menace 
um, from the perspective of um, you know Padme in various instances that are not shown in the movie and the handmaidens in various instances that are not shown in the movie. Um, uh, you know, you get some glimpses from Maul's perspective at some some points, and New Gunray and the Trade Federation and for some perspectives. So it is, uh, and Obi Wan and Qui Gon as well. They they're they're in the book and they're featured in Jar Jar even. So it is. It's really well. It's really well done. It's re very very well written. I was very impressed. And um, yeah, I think for a lot for a lot of Padme fans, because I know they they are out there. Uh, Padme fans that wanted more um, Padme content um, and just more prequel content in general because Disney, Disney Star Wars hasn't been too, uh, too um, you know, too excited or too eager to release prequel content. Um, they had been asking for stuff like this, and I think they did Padme justice. This is a very well done story. So I think it is, uh, I think it's about just as good as Queen Shadow. I thought Queen Shadow was very good too. So. Um, if you're a fan of the, I think if you're a fan of the Phantom Menace at all, if you're a fan of Padme at all, I would recommend checking out this book as well as Queen Shadow. I think they're both very much uh, worth reading. Um, and yeah, shout out to E.K. Johnston who wrote, yep. again, you know, wrote the Ahsoka novel, wrote Queen Shadow, and wrote Queen's Pearl. I think she's a very, very, very talented author. What's next on the list? Uh, the next book? Yeah. Afro is coming out on Tuesday. Afro. That's the audiobook with the full cast. Um, oh, and um, I don't know why I almost forgot. Uh, Shadowfall came out. Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed, which I am going through right now. Uh, so far, it is very good. Alexander, I mean, Alexander Freed, I mean, the Lucasfilm Publishing, they have a very, t very talented kind of author base um, right. of people that, write, that are writing this yeah. content really just very imaginative very great at character building alexander freed is great at character building um and making you care about these random rebels and imperials <laughs> yeah so it's really um is really really well done so i'm going through that right now i'm still in the beginning stages so i'll give, have a review for you guys probably within the next i'd say maybe the next three shows i'll probably have a review for that and then i'm going to jump into the afra audiobook after that um uh but yeah, Kenna, yeah, you have any any thoughts on on anything with regards to the novels? Uh, nah. I mean, like I said, I'm just I mean, you know, when's Thrawn coming out? Thrawn comes out much later this year, so I think that comes out in the fall. Right, right. Like right. around the fall winter time. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just looking forward to hearing what what what's the deal with Afra. Uh, Thrawn is one exactly that that I'm excited to. To, to see what what they do with that so yeah yeah absolutely um all right you guys so that will do it for this show um i didn't have uh too much time to get into the comics it's been very busy these past few weeks but i will try to get into the comics and um so i'll make sure i have a review for you guys i'll try to get into vader some bounty hunter some star wars uh and uh, yeah, I'll just see what else see what else is coming out so I can I can review some of that. That'll do it for this show. I'm your host Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.